Netanyahu calls relations between Saudi Arabia and Israel the deal of the century. And according to the Biden administration, his, this mega deal must include concessions from Israel to Palestinians. So people want to know, is Biden the Antichrist? We're not going to talk about that today, but we are going to look at five things that it's going to take to confirm the final seven years. And you're not going to believe number four. All this and more today on End Time. Welcome to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We're so happy you've joined us today. We're taking your calls. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Yesterday we had hoped to get to your calls, but we had an incredible guest, Pastor Pulowski from Canada, who is currently under house arrest, and he's been convicted of a number of things, one of them being terrorism, because he stood up uh, to the government during the COVID lockdowns. And so he has now been convicted of a number of things and faces around 10 years in prison, and he is waiting to see um, how, I guess, what his sentence is going to be. If you missed yesterday's show, be sure to go to watch.endtime.com and stream uh, the show. It was incredible. We were encouraged. We were motivated and very excited to have been able to connect with Pastor Pulowski. Looking forward to many more conversations with him in the future and standing with him as he goes through this trial and his family. So uh, be sure to be praying for him and his family because uh, he certainly needs it. Now, today, five things to confirm the final seven years, Doug. I thought it already happened. I didn't really think that. People are saying <laughs> that it already happened. Yeah, you got to watch what you say. I know. Someone will hold it against me. Yeah, they will. Uh, some yeah, people there, say that. There are some people that think that this has already started, but uh, it has not. There are five things that need to be confirmed first uh, so that we know that it is the final seven years. And it's, it's definitely not uh, encyclical that the Pope wrote or anything like that. I know there's some people that believe that, that the Pope started this with some kind of encyclical agreement that he did. That is not it. That's not in the Bible anywhere where it talks about that. And so uh, we'll talk about those things today and talk about, remember, initially President Trump called his deal the deal of the century. Mm -hmm. And that would have been the deal that would have got peace in Israel. It would have brought the Palestinians and Israelis together for a peace agreement. That didn't happen. He was voted out of office or whatever you believe with that situation. And also Netanyahu went through uh, some legal issues before that happened and their cabinet fell apart and they had to have new elections in Israel. So on both sides of the coin there of the two people who were trying to make this happen at that point, uh, things kind of fell apart. So Netanyahu's back in office now, has a new cabinet and is calling this Saudi Arabia deal what could be the deal of the century? Are people going to be surprised by this, the, the biblical uh, peace treaty that will signify the beginning of the final seven years? Um, I think that the majority of people that don't understand Bible prophecy will. Yeah, I think a lot of people look at the world right now and think there's no way there's going to be peace ever in Israel. Uh, but if you follow Bible prophecy and if you know what the Word of God says, you know there will be uh, in the future a peace treaty and that that'll start the final seven years but to the average person that doesn't understand bible and especially prophecy it it will shock them and they'll be like wow i can't believe that even happened they'll have no idea the final seven years have started 
Well, you know, we we talk about this a lot, and I'm just thinking, like, surely we're going to be able to get this message out. Surely once, because we believe that it makes a lot of sense. We we don't know for certain, but we believe it makes a lot of sense for that war that's coming. The Bible mm-hmm. says a war is coming that's going to kill a third of mankind. Right. Once that occurs, I guess we can't really say how people are going to be thinking then, how all our perspectives are going to change. But we're so far from peace, yet we've been so close. And, you know, we've been on the edge of our seats watching it from here. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember 1993. The cover of End Time magazine talked about will the final seven years begin this year because of Arafat and Clinton and the deal that was trying to be made there with Oslo Peace Accord. Yeah, and so it's like we were really close then, and we've been really close a few times since then. Mm -hmm. And then with Trump's deal that he presented, it was like if this gets signed, Mm -hmm. we're going to have to really read it thoroughly to figure out if it's not it because it's so close that it looks like. So I'm going, when that's signed... I know we're not going to be surprised by it because we've been looking for it for so long. Right. Anybody that's been following us for any amount of time is not going to be surprised. So if it's the beginning of the final seven years, though, and there's five things that's going to be part of that, uh, that would mean that we're going to kind of know when the final seven years began. Yeah. Which means, like, then we'll know kind of when Jesus is going to return for the second time. We'll have an idea. You know, the Bible does say that no man knoweth the the day or the hour. Uh, we know that that word knoweth means right then when Jesus was talking to the disciples, he was speaking directly to them. But we, we still, even though if we know where the final seven years begins and, and what year it is and all that, we still would not be able to calculate the exact day, the exact time when that's going to happen. But there is an event that's going to happen within that final seven years to where we can look at it and go, hey, three and a half days from now, Jesus is coming back. So that's very biblical, and and we won't even then won't necessarily know the hour. That's right. Um, there's a lot there to I guess uncover, but yeah. we're gonna kind of know, and and it's gonna we believe catapult Christians that are watching this in any regard, and even ones that aren't right now, they're gonna change, mm-hmm. and it's gonna catapult us into evangelism mode like we've never seen, and there's gonna be a revival that happens where. Where the, um, um, I guess, what is reaped, the harvest that is reaped from that revival, the people that are born again through that revival, mm-hmm. it's going to be so massive. Yeah. Like, like if you put them all in one stadium, they, well, they may not even fit in a stadium. <laughs> you put them all in a field, you can't count them. There's so many. It's like right. that revival's coming. Yeah. Amen. So how do we prepare for that, Doug? Knowing that we're this close. Well, I mean, for one thing, what we're doing right now, getting the word out to people, helping them understand how close we are. But the people that are out there watching us, they need to learn as much about this information as they can so they can spread that word too. I mean, we can't reach everybody, so it's up to the people we do reach to reach the people within their influence. And so to be studied up, to be prayed up, and be looking for these things to happen, that's what we need to be doing. Absolutely. Well, Dave is actually in Tennessee today. He's doing Tennessee. some... He's, no, Missouri. Missouri. Yeah, excuse me. <laughs> That's all right. He might be in Tennessee by now. Who knows? <laughs> uh, he's in Missouri uh, recording some interviews with Jim Baker on the Jim Baker Show and also um, another show there that... Um, uh, Mondo, is that the correct name? Mondo, yes. Mondo, yeah. There's a host named Mondo there. I don't know what his show is called, but nonetheless, Dave's recording three interviews today. So uh, be on the lookout for that. We don't have an exact air date yet. We're told it'll probably be next week or so. 
but be on the lookout for that on the Jim Baker show coming up very soon. And be praying for Dave. He had three interviews today. That's that we were talking about it earlier. Like he's going to be exhausted tonight <laughs> because you know yeah. getting on here and talking it is more exhausting than what you might imagine. And then getting on an interview setting, it's like. Mm-hmm. He's going to sleep well tonight. Yes, so pray for Dave. <laughs> pray for Jana. They're there doing these interviews. They'll be coming back tomorrow. So um, we're very excited about this interview, and we hope you all enjoy it as well. We're going to talk about these five things that are going to signif- uh, signify the final seven years. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. A voice spoke to me and said, I've got something I want to show you. I was so sure God had talked to me. And I was stunned by what I saw. A direct fulfillment of this over 2,500-year-old prophecy. The United States will stand with Israel. Why haven't I ever seen this before? One-third of humanity Die. What do these beasts symbolize? The lion, the bear, the leopard. The combined beast from Revelation 13 represents the end time government of the Antichrist. Understanding the end time. Now streaming on End Time Plus and available to order at endtime.com slash UET. Go to endtime.com slash UET or call 800 End Time. Are you ready for an extraordinary journey to the region that is the focus of more end-time Bible prophecy than any other? Well, look no further. Join us on an unforgettable journey to Israel. Our adventure begins down in Jerusalem, where we will teach on the Mount of Olives, sing at the Garden of Gethsemane, walk down through the Kidron Valley... Then we'll make our way north, have a boat ride on the Sea of Galilee while visiting Joppa, Mount Carmel, baptized in the Jordan River, and so much more. Don't miss out on this incredible trip to Israel. Spaces are limited. Book your tour today. Visit endtime.com slash tour or call us at 1-800-END-TIME. Join us for an experience that you will never forget. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End Time Show's TV and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning End Time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com slash events to see when Dave will be in a location near you. Welcome back to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Bible prophecy has been confusing to so many people for a very long time, but we're happy to tell you that it's never been easier to understand. You can go through our 14-episode series called Understanding the End Time, and what used to be confusing will no longer be confusing. You're going to understand it in a way that maybe you never have before. 
because, man, clarity comes in and your eyes are open to uh, what the Lord is saying about these end times. And it's not doom and gloom. You're not going to freak out and go hide in a hole somewhere in your backyard. But what you're going to have is peace. You're going to have hope. You're going to have understanding. You're going to be able to go out and encourage others as we navigate these end times. So be sure to get understanding the end time by going to endtime.com slash U-E-T. Or you can call us at 800-END-TIME. That's 800-363-8463. We've got a book that's available. We've got a 14 DVD series that's available. And if you don't like physical products and you want to stream it, well, that you can do at endtime.com slash new and stream it on Endtime Plus. So there's a lot of ways to consume it. And you know what, Doug? One of, one of my favorite ways is a local class. Mm-hmm. Understand the Endtime class. Uh, there are people like you that are you you've you've led this class many times over the years churches in the local area or you know gather anywhere there's people gather in libraries or in their homes and they watch these lessons and they discuss what's happening in the lesson and around the world and i love that because there's nothing like having a good community of like-minded people absolutely you know um, a couple of weeks ago i was in post texas and did uh, just a little um pre-teaching before their study started. And we didn't advertise that. We didn't advertise it. It was it was kind of low-key because I was doing it as a favor to a friend and uh, went to their church there, Living Water, and post and did, uh, you know, preach that Sunday morning about the understanding the end time. They started their lessons on Thursday and they had over 60 people show up. So mm. the pastor was very excited and, and texted me on Friday and said, man, this is awesome. So... You know, th- those are happening all over the place. Everywhere we go and do a conference, there's a Bible study that starts up. And then there's people all over the place that are starting their own Bible studies, which is what that's designed to do. So Now, Doug, you took a class through this, and you ended up baptizing, what, ten people, I think? We we baptized nine from my class, okay. two from the church that joined us that night. But, uh, yes, we were supposed to have ten, and one person didn't make it that night. So, uh, it so was So this it is was about prophecy, Yeah, but... Lights are turned on during this, yes, and people's is. lives are changed, and they're transformed, just like they talked about in the Bible. Mm-hmm. They're born again. They get baptized, and, man, this new life starts happening. So right. we do talk about prophecy, mm-hmm. but we're talking about other things as well. Yeah. And so God's You know, it wraps good. up with the kingdom of God, so it's yeah. a perfect way. We Like you know, we always try to tell everybody is we get you ready for what's going to happen in your physical body, but we also get you ready for the spiritual aspect of what's happening too. So... It's a good all-around class. Absolutely. Yeah. Today, we're talking about five things to confirm the final seven years. Now, this isn't a controversial topic. Well, it probably is, but Facebook doesn't really care about this one. Yesterday, we talked about COVID. We talk about things sometimes that Facebook and YouTube and all these social media uh, sites, they don't like us talking about. And this one isn't as controversial, but we still need your help. Don't forget to share the video. Give us a heart. Say that you love the video. And then comment. You know, um, I got a text from my wife, Doug, that my son Brady said that my jacket looks ridiculous (laughs) and that I need a black jacket for the show so i don't know comment what do you think about the jacket (laughs) do you like this jacket should i wear a black jacket you know a lot of people give us their opinions on our clothes and our hairstyles which i have the best hairstyle on the show do but uh you know a lot of people give us those opinions so we'll take them whatever uh i'd love to hear from you do you like the jacket yes or no if you if you think Vince's jacket looks like a members only from oh, the eighties, this is a in time plus members only. There you go. Yeah, put members only in your comment. Mem- I'm, I'm oh. curious to go back and see who remembers the members only jackets okay. during the eighties. Comment members only. That's what Doug is asking you <laughs> to you do. Go. So, 
Let's appease Doug. Comment members only if you're down <laughs> with the jacket. All right, Doug, there are five things they're not going to believe number four. Right. I can't wait to get to number four. Where are we starting with this? I think well, this month's a special anniversary, right? Yeah, well, so today is what? The, today's the 30th, so oh. we've got one more day yes. of August. And then next month, September 13th, will mark the three-year anniversary of the Abraham Accord and when it was actually uh, first initiated and signed. So it was signed on September 13th. It was actually in August that it was announced, and then they had the signing on September 13th. So... It included the United Arab Emirates, uh, Bahrain, Morocco, and Sudan. And then that went along with the two that Israel already had, which was Egypt. Uh, they signed that one in 1979 and the one with Jordan in 1994. So at this point, there are six uh, nations that have joined on to this, uh, the Arab nations, which is a very important thing, Vince, because... Uh, not only is this like a peace agreement, but this also opens up all kinds of uh, trade and uh, commerce with each other, travel. Uh, I read today that for the first time, a plane load of Israeli passengers landed in Saudi Arabia. They haven't got the deal yet, but there was an emergency landing. Saudi allowed this plane to land. Not only did they allow it to land, but while they were waiting for a plane to come and pick those passengers up, they escorted those passengers to a hotel there, and they were able to stay there in that hotel and then got on their plane and flew to their final destination, which was uh, Ben-Gurion Airport in Tel Aviv. So because of these talks, those things are happening now, which has never happened before. So uh, exciting, and and this is one, um, you know, I, I call it the heavy hitter because Saudi Arabia packs a punch because they're a bigger nation. They have a lot of uh, resources. They're the richest nation there in that area or one of the richest nations, if not the richest. And um, they have a lot of uh, power there as far as being able to uh, talk to the Palestinians and bring them back into these talks. So that's why this is a big deal. The other big deal is what you talked about. They can kind of strong arm them, too. It's not just influence. It's like, well, that's influence, too. But it's like, if you don't comply, we're going to... You're going to have repercussions. Yeah. And and so at, at one time, the Palestinians, they were kind of boycotting the other nations uh, because of their stance with normalization of communication with Israel in, in this signing. They kind of backed off and didn't have anything to do with their Arab brothers out there that had done this. But now they're saying with it being Saudi Arabia, uh, they won't really have that choice. So what what Saudi has done Uh, is they have said, well, if Israel will make some concessions for the Palestinian people, we can see this deal happening. So that's what makes it interesting, and that's the thing. Do we know what those concessions are? Uh, We do know what some of them are, uh, what they're going to talk about. Because that's like, okay. And we know some of them will not happen, and some of them quite possibly will. That helps us see. Are we talking about the peace treaty as the Bible discusses it? Yeah, we might be able to if we see the five things you talked about included in that situation. Yes, we could see the peace agreement. But and we the, don't. We don't know what all the Biden administration. By the way, is Joe Biden the Antichrist? Have we, have we talked about that yet? <laughs> you know what? Joe Biden is very much a one-worlder, and uh, he is very much influenced by. Uh, the WEF, by the UN, by the EU, uh, by the other global leaders. 
So he has that mindset because remember what gives the power of the seat and the great authority to this one world government is Satan himself, uh, the dragon. So it tells us that in Bible scripture. And Biden is, um, he loves those ideologies of a one world government. And so he is not the Antichrist because he doesn't come from the right region of the world to be the Antichrist. But he has an Antichrist spirit to where he is... Uh, he's fighting more on the side of, of darkness right now than he is light because he's all about this one world government and he wants to push us into it as fast as he can. So, Doug, I'm trying my not best not to guy. get you in trouble. Yeah, I know. The la- one I of the can last see the wheels turning. I mean, it's like I have a question for you, and <laughs> yeah. you can say no comment if you want. Like, okay. No one will be well. Someone will be mad at you, but um, <laughs> you said that he has a a spirit uh-huh. or, or the spirit. He's not the Antichrist, right. but he has that spirit. Yeah. Because you're describing this world government system, and that's what the Antichrist is going to be about. So that's what you're referencing there. But also I'm looking and going, he proclaims to be a Catholic. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like how, how, like someone might say, how dare you call this Catholic man, or how, how dare you say this Catholic man has yeah. the spirit of the Antichrist. Well, you know, I mean, Vince, you know as well as I do that in the Bible there's scripture that says Jesus says people are going to come to him on that last day and say lord lord and he'll say away from me i knew you not you worker of iniquity so there's people that believe that they're on the right side of this but they're definitely not on the right side of it and we know the false prophet himself is going to believe that he's doing the right thing uh you know i I read a huge article today where uh, the pope called for a world war three of climate war that was happening in our world right now. He said it is a world war of climate change and that we had to do battle against uh, like fossil fuels and all these things. And he believes he's doing good for Mother Earth. That's what they call it. And uh, and he's actually called her Mother Earth. He's called mm-hmm. the Earth Mother Earth. And so he believes that he's doing something good, but he's actually feeding right into you know, Agenda 2030 and the UN's edicts that they want us to abide by. And he's pushing global warming and he's pushing, um, you know, the Green New Deal. All those things, the the Roman Catholic leader of the church is pushing those things out in the world. So uh, there are people who have the best intentions, but you know what they say about the, you know, good intentions or what paves the road to, uh, you know. <laughs> I've, I've never heard this saying. Is it really? the 80, 80s thing, it's, Doug? No. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. Okay. You never I'm, heard that. Apparently I'm okay. buried. Well, there you uh, go. <laughs> you mentioned um, there's going to be people that did wonders in his name. This Lord, Lord. Yeah. So there's going to be people who are proclaiming these things, but then their works were works of iniquity. Mm-hmm. So that tells us, right, I mean, that tells us clearly there's going to be people who proclaim to be Christians. Yeah. Going to claim to be disciples of Jesus. Right. But yet their actions are going to align with iniquity. Mm-hmm. That's kind of insightful. It's never really rung in my brain quite like it did when you said that. But I'm going, well, well I don't know why people get upset about church hurt and, like, people that go to church that don't treat them very good. Yeah. They get all upset about it. Well, the Bible tells us there's going to be people like this. Right. Um, and so there's going to be hypocrisy. There's going to be people who are proclaiming good things, but they're doing different things. And right. if someone proclaims such things, but their actions align with iniquity, yeah. they probably aren't really aligning with 
biblical principles, and therefore you should probably mark someone like that and be careful. Absolutely. Yeah, which is neither I mean, here nor there in this right. list of five things. Well, yeah, I'm, yeah, right. And you know, the Lord told us to watch out for those things in the end time because He said many would come in My name. They would come in the name of Jesus, proclaiming to be something they really weren't by using the name of Jesus, or you know, like uh, you know, having the name over the church door. And it's when you go inside the church, it's really not standing up to the name of the Lord. So, uh, you know, we've seen that, too. So we've we've watched all these crazy things take place around the world. People like to say, well, it's just in America that this happened. No, it's not. It's all over the place. So uh, the spirit of iniquity is is running rampant in the world right now. And it should cause us to pause and go, okay, if that is true, um, that that is possible, then I need to make sure to search myself with self-honesty. Yeah. Because I do proclaim his name. I do, you know, yeah. try to be a disciple. I, I am his disciple and I do work hard to try to do that. I fall short sometimes, but probably more times than I, than, than I more than I would care to admit. Yeah. But um, I need to search myself with self-honesty and go, okay, really, what, what are my intentions? What, you know, am I really doing this right? And right. so I think it's a great time to self-reflect but again, that doesn't have anything to do with what we're talking about. Who knows what we'll talk about sometimes, Doug? We try to follow the Spirit, and sometimes well, you know, things sometimes happen. Sometimes the Spirit takes us in a different direction, for sure. So there's this mega deal. <laughs> Five things yeah. that's going to help us identify this final seven years. There's this mega deal with the Saudis, and it must include concessions like we've talked about. Mm-hmm. We were, I was asking you about what those concessions are. You said we know what some of them are. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we've listed what some of those are. Right. Well, I mean, the, the thing is, we don't know at this point what their concessions are okay. going to be. We know what the concessions are in the Word of God. We gotcha. know what's got to happen there. Now, some of their concessions line up with the Word of God completely, so we know those are going to come to pass. Some of the other things that they might ask for, like one of the concessions is Saudi Arabia wants to have a nuclear facility. Uh, mm-hmm. Israel says we can't allow that to happen. We can't allow any of our neighboring countries to have nuclear capabilities that could wipe us out. So they're not going to want to agree with that for a peace agreement. So that's one of the things they're talking about. Of course, Saudi says you know we, we're doing it for electrical purposes and, and being able to have power to generate our homes and things like that. Well, Israel has some things figured out where they can help Saudi with you know, more efficient uh, electricity and things like that. I mean, Israel is very, um, uh, man, innovative, I guess is is a good word to say, because they have a plant there right outside of Tel Aviv where they take salt water and they can turn it into drinking water. They can take uh, sewage water and turn it into drinking water, even though they said, you know, not many of us would drink it, but, you know, it's that good. It's that pure. And so we use it for other things like washing cars and doing different things that we can use, washing clothes, washing dishes, things like that. That's the type of technology that Israel has been able to, to get motivated to do. They can share that now through these arrangements with these other countries and help them. That way they never run out of water in those resources. Mm. So. This mega deal is coming. This peace plan is coming that's going to signify the final seven years. We're going to show you what those five things are that the Bible says is coming. You're not going to believe number four, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. They that understand what is taking place will instruct many. Except a man is born again, he can enter or see the kingdom of God. 
I don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself. You are essential. You still matter. This is a journey, and when we get to the other side of that, that's where our prize is. That's where our reward is. End time is not going anywhere. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time, understand how you fit in, and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to endtime.com slash future or call 800-END-TIME. That's 800-363-8463. Welcome back to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We're talking about the five things to confirm the final seven years. Now, Doug, I have heard about this peace plan my whole life. Right. Being Urban Baxter's grandson, <laughs> uh, born the year after his first book was written, yeah. I didn't have a choice but to hear about this and calculate how many years I had left in my life growing up. Every year, wondering, am I going to make it to 18? It's kind of, <laughs> is the Lord going to come back before then? And yeah. so there's a lot of people who were raised similar to me. You know, there was decades there where there was a lot of end-time preaching, and it's kind of sizzled down a little bit. Of course, we're still here. There's many prophecy teachers that are still around. Yeah. But um, the hype is not like it once was. Right. And so, you know, a lot of people would say, in time and many others have been talking about this peace treaty for a long time, this peace treaty that signifies the final seven years, right. trying to scare you. Now, of course, we don't have to cover this again. We're not trying to scare people. But is this peace thing really going to happen? Yeah, it's absolutely going to happen, Vince. And, and one of the things that the article talks about is the possibility of trying to have it done by the first quarter of next year because... Uh, they the Biden administration wants to get this done while he's still in office. And so they're really pushing it from the U.S.'s side. And the U.S. is really the one that's going to push these concessions on Israel because we're their biggest ally. So that always, you know, can get us in trouble. If we get Israel to give land up for peace and things like that, there's going to be repercussion for that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Bible says, I'll bless those who bless you and I'll curse those who curse you. And so we have to be very careful. But back to your question, is this going to happen? Absolutely. So we know from Daniel 9.27 that it tells us hey, that that's going to happen. real quick? I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. You're about to give us scriptural proof. I hate to interrupt that, but I want to <laughs> clarify something you said. Yeah. Uh, that the Biden administration is trying to push that this agreement would happen by the first quarter of next year. Mm-hmm. When you say that, are you saying... The final seven years could start in the first quarter of next year? Are you saying this mega peace deal that they've got working on, that they've got in the works, is what could happen? Well, that's their plan. But, yes, 
to both of those. I mean, to both of them, it could happen. If the if the Saudi Arabia peace deal comes through and Saudi gets the Palestinians to come to the peace agreement table and sign a peace agreement with Israel as well, then we would be in the final seven years. If it has those five things. If it if it matches up with this, it really, I mean, here's the thing. So many people ask, well, why wasn't it, why is not the Abraham Accords the way it is right now, the peace treaty? Because so many people thought it was. Mm-hmm. The reason why is because the Palestinians have not come into that agreement yet. It has to be Israel and the Palestinians because part of what this scripture is about to tell us is that this is going to confirm the covenant with many people. The covenant that it's referring to is the Abrahamic covenant that God made with Abraham, the final borders of Israel. It's going to establish those final borders. It's going, well, I don't want to give all the five things away, but it will establish the final borders of Israel. And then we'll get into our countdown here. But the thing about it is it tells us in Daniel that this is going to happen. So it's not our opinion. This is in scripture. And we know that this is a future deal because of all the other scriptures we have that come along and tell us about what the abomination of desolation is. We know that hasn't happened yet. And so Daniel 9.27 is where you find that. And I'm not going to read it because we've read it many times on the program, but you can go look it up and I'll just kind of give you a short synopsis. The, the he there is the Antichrist. And he is going to confirm the covenant with many. So many people are going to be involved in this. The word confirm there, when you look it up in the Strong's Concordance, it tells you that it is to agree with or to make stronger, which fits this completely because already there is a deal in existence. And so they're going to build off of this deal. They're going to agree with it, and they're going to make it stronger. So the concessions are to try to make it stronger. Okay, For what side? You know, that's yet to be seen. But it, it also says that he's going to confirm this covenant, which I said well ago was the final borders of Israel. But then in the, in the middle of this final seven years, that will start that final seven years. And in the middle of that, the Antichrist will stand up. He'll stop the animal sacrifices. He'll set up the abomination of desolation. And we know when that happens, we got three and a half years of great tribulation. And then Jesus says in Matthew 29 through 31, immediately after the tribulation of those days, he sends his angels together as elect. So it will wrap things up after that Antichrist stands in the holy temple proclaiming to be God, stops the animal sacrifices. And so that's the major big event. Okay, so we know that's in scripture. Okay. So that's all over the place. Now, we can get to our five, or try to, get to our five things that have to take place for this to be that covenant. Now, before the show, Mm -hmm. you said I should have said you won't believe number five. Yeah. But I said number four. Number four, yeah. Why did you think I should say number five? Is that more unbelievable to you? Uh, I thought it might be more unbelievable to our listening audience. So I agree with you once you said why you chose four. I was like, okay, I agree with that. Well, but here's the thing. You won't believe four or five. So stick (laughs) Don't miss either two. There you go. Uh, We do have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We'd love for you to join us today. Ask your questions about this coming peace plan. Um, or give your opinion. We're open to those as well. You never know what could happen when we uh, start taking calls. So, five things, Doug. We're ready for number one. Is that right? Yeah. The area of Judea, also known as the West Bank, will be given to the Palestinians as their homeland. You're saying that's number one thing or one of the things that the Bible says. Yeah, because this is going to be what they're talking about 
is one of the concessions that Saudi Arabia is talking about right now is to give statehood to the Palestinians. The Palestinians don't have a state. Uh, before in before have you ever seen this, one of those old maps in the Bibles from 100 years ago? <laughs> yeah, where it calls Israel Palestine. Yeah, yeah I have. Uh, but that, that's not the Palestinian people that we're talking about. These, these Palestinian folks came from Jordan. They came from that area. And I, I did ask our guide when we were in Israel, were they more or less nomads? And he said, no, they weren't norm, nomads. They were actually Jordanian people hmm. that, that lived in, Jordan, in, in Jordan. Uh, but, you know, they wanted this land. And so, anyway, that's neither here nor there. Whatever you believe about the Palestinian people, they will want a state of their own, and we know that's going to happen because of Scripture. Uh, We can talk about that, but I think we probably ought to give point two because the same Scripture applies to both of those uh, both of those deals there. All right, number two, the Jews living in the Palestinian homeland will be allowed to remain living as a Jewish minority in the new Palestinian homeland. Yeah, so we know that area as the West Bank. We also know it as the settlements. That's what we hear a lot. Okay, these are the settlements. When you're driving through Israel, um, they take us through the area of the settlements, and you can see all the new homes and the houses that are coming up, the developments that are coming up, and that is the settlement area. What that means is that there was there was land taken back during that war with Jordan in 1967. And, and also in, uh, I think, 72, when they pushed back uh, those nations that had come against them, they pushed them back, and Israel was able to occupy that area of their land, what the nations call occupy, but it was actually Israel's land already. It was occupied by the Muslims at that point, and they drove them out. There is a, uh, there's a law within the UN that says if an aggressor country possesses land and they attack you, and you push them back, that land now is yours. And that's in the U.N. charters. But this is something that they voted. Remember when we talked about the last year of President Obama, they voted for these settlements to be uh, called occupation by Israel so it would make it a war crime for an Israeli to occupy that territory. And that's, uh, that was uh, 2334, what we call the first steps to Armageddon. So that area is what's contested. That's the contested area, and they're wanting to give it to the Palestinians. And so that's what we're going to see happen, and that's found in Matthew 24, where it talks about let those who be in Judea flee into the mountains. That's how we know that the Palestinians are going to control Judea. A lot of people say none of this stuff has happened in their lifetime. 2334, mm-hmm. when was that? Uh, that was 2016 when Obama was making his exit out of office. It was December uh, I think it was actually December 25th. It was one of the last things the UN did before they, um, you know, dismissed for the year. And we could have um, had a veto to stop this bill, and instead it was pushed through because of. Uh, so it was probably 2015. I imagine everyone watching this show remembers 2015, 2016. Yeah. yeah. Um, like it was basically yesterday. Yeah. So this is recent stuff. This yeah, these is recent developments. You know, similar, we talk about the Red Heifers, we talk about this peace treaty Mm -hmm. uh, talk, which has just been in the last few years as well, uh, since Trump was in office when the peace plan was presented that so closely aligns with what the Bible says. All this stuff is happening, so it's like, 
it's like like we've talked about the war drums are getting louder we're getting closer to this end point yeah there are people who just don't believe that and think we're nuts and that's fine there are always going to be people like that <laughs> yes uh, but we're going to keep on telling people what the bible says right and we're excited to be this close because we're going to be that generation that sees the second coming that we're here to help facilitate this great revival. Yeah. And we're super pumped about that. Like, mm-hmm. this doesn't scare us. Like, you haven't seemed scared one time when we've talked about it. No. And, you know, I mean, there's good reason the Bible says that the people that know God shall be strong and do exploits. So we're going to, um, you know, I believe through the power of the Holy Ghost, mm-hmm. we're going to be able to do things that we were never able to do, like the disciples could do things they weren't able to do before they were filled with the Holy Ghost. So... We don't have to be afraid. We have to be excited. So I'm excited. No God. That's that's how. That's the answer. You know, when you saw Pastor Pelosi uh, Pelosi yesterday, you you saw him facing all these different things that he's facing. And what was he saying? Just have faith, have hope in God, and keep on pressing. Mm-hmm. I mean, he said that something interesting. He said it's time for the eagle to stand up and start flapping her wings again. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. <laughs> so interesting statement that he made. Yeah. Definitely go back and watch that. Yeah. Uh, show from yesterday. Number three, the Temple Mount will be placed under a sharing arrangement so that both Muslims and Jews will be allowed to worship there. Mm-hmm. Now that is uh, something that most people say. I cannot see that happening in our lifetime because there's just no way from where we are right now to get there. And is it just Muslims, or could it be Christians? Could it be Catholics, well, Buddhists? Yeah, ab- absolutely. We'll we'll look at why you you know could say something like that because there's a very significant reason why we can gather that from this. I mean, for one thing, we know that that's what that was called in the Bible. It was a mountain for all peoples in the world. When God established His name there on Mount Moriah, He said that this mountain would would be a place of faith for all peoples, and and that was way back in the Old Testament when God made that proclamation. So this is what. You know, really what God intended was for everybody to know he's God and know his name's written there. And that's what Israel wants to do. They want to put this temple there so that everybody knows that their God is the Lord God. They want to have their third temple built. So the Temple Mount will be placed under a sharing arrangement uh, and, and both Muslims and Jews will be able to worship there. Right now, only Muslims can worship there, and it's controlled by uh, the Muslim waft, and they keep the Jews in line and keep them from worshiping up there. All right, so number one, the area of Judea will be given to the Palestinians as their homeland. The, number two, the Jews living in the Palestinian homeland will be allowed to remain there, but as a Jewish minority. Number three, the Temple Mount will be placed under a sharing arrangement mm-hmm. so that Muslims and Jews will be allowed to worship there. Right. That may be... That, that We could have said you won't believe number three, four, and five, but... We haven't got to four. We haven't got to five. I don't think they'll believe number four. You don't think they'll believe number five. So I guess you'll have to stick around and find out what you believe. We do have open lines at 877-END-TIME. So give us a call, 877-363-8463. Five things to identify and to confirm the final seven years. We'll be right back with four and five. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online with End Time Plus. 
The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the end time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you. Welcome back to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. Open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Talking about five things to confirm the final seven years. I told you you won't believe four. Doug said you won't believe five. We've already went through one through three. Uh, For the sake of time, we won't go back through those again. We're going to get right here, um, right into four and five right out of the gate because we have calls we want to get to all of you. And so, Doug... It's time. Number right. four. Let's do it. The long-anticipated uh, uh, item on the list. Yeah. Number four. The Jews will be allowed to build their temple on the Temple Mount without disturbing the Dome of the Rock or the Alaska Mosque. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought we were the temple. Why would we need to build a temple? Right. Well, and we are. If you are a born-again believer in Christ, the, the Bible tells us that we are the temple of God, uh, that He no longer dwells the Spirit of God no longer dwells in uh, man-made temples, uh, which is absolutely true. But the thing that we have to understand is these Jews are not Messianic Jews. Uh, they don't understand who Jesus was, uh, Jesus is. They will one day when, they, when he comes and his feet touch the Mount of Olives, they'll get it. Now, there are a number of Jews that are growing in their faith and becoming uh, what we call Messianic Jews. Uh, that understand this, but they believe they've got to have that temple in order to have their purification ceremonies, uh, to have their sins forgiven, all the things from the Old Testament law. They believe they've got to have this. Now, some people say, well, how can you call that God's temple? That's the devil's temple. Well, God's word says that this is going to happen, and God's own word calls it the temple of God says in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 that the Antichrist will stand in the temple of God uh, proclaiming that he is God. So it lets us know uh, that that is still going to be considered the temple of God there. And with those two uh, points, three and four there, those two things that have to happen, we find that in Revelation chapter 11, 1 and 2. Remember, this is the part of the Bible. Remember, Revelation chapter 4 Vince says, now I will show you the things that must take place hereafter. So everything from Revelation 4 to Revelation 22 is prophetic. It's the hereafter, what's going to happen after John was gone. Okay, so this is future. And John was told to uh, take a measuring rod and measure the temple, the altar, and the worshipers there. So it's going to be a fully functioning temple. And he was told, but don't measure the outer court for it will be trodden down by the Gentiles for 42 months. And so we know that there's going to be a sharing arrangement there. The Jews are going to have their temple. There's a beautiful spot north of the Dome of the Rock. The Dome of the Rock would be considered in that area that is the outer court. So it all lines up perfectly with Scripture. It's the place the Jews are talking about putting their temple. This could all work out, and it will work out, because Scripture tells us that it's going to happen. And the head of the Temple Institute has stated 
to me personally. Well, not personally. We were in our group and tour. I was right there talking face-to-face with him. I said, mm-hmm. would you guys build it if you couldn't build the outer courts? And he looked at me like I was nuts. But then he said, yes, we would absolutely build it. We'll take whatever we can get. But knowing the Jews, we're going to want to finish it eventually. But, yeah, if we only got approval for uh, everything but the outer courts, we would start today. Yeah. He doesn't even know what this scripture says. And yeah, he's, he they're willing no to do it. Yeah, absolutely. And and the Temple Institute, we tour there every time we go to Israel, have all the utensils, all the tools that they would need. And now they have at least one kosher red heifer that is still to this day. I looked it up today. Still to this day is kosher. There's four. And there there were there were five. Okay. And then there were four. Now there's one for sure, but the other three have not been disqualified okay, either. Okay. They've moved the one that they've chosen to a special location where they have him looked at and watched, and people can come and see the heifers. I don't know if they can see that perf- that red heifer right now, that one, but we know that that one for sure, from what I read today, is still kosher, and the other four are in the running, or the other three are in the running because... There were five, and one's disqualified now. So, now Doug, the reason why I thought this this portion would be unbelievable for many is because mm-hmm. these other four items that we're mentioning here are outlined, and even the one where the Jews can stay in the Palestinian state and be a minority, mm-hmm. the map that that Trump's team produced, yeah, it looks like they read this scripture and Absolutely. outlined a map. And said, okay, this is what this scripture looks like. If you were to map it out, it's unbelievable. Yeah, I wish really we would have had it, but um, didn't think about it until now. But, uh, you know, this is unbelievable to me because these four out of the five things are listed. That is not listed. It does not say the Temple Mount could be built if yeah. Trump's peace plan went through. But what it does say in this Peace to Prosperity document, it's still available on the .gov sites that you can go look it up. Yeah, uh, It says, people of every faith should be permitted to pray on the Temple Mount Mm -hmm. in a manner that is fully respectful to their religion, taking into account the times of each religion's prayer and holidays, as well as other religious factors. Yeah. Well, fully respectful to their religion, the Jews say they need a temple. Mm -hmm. Like, that's very clear to me that... If you're a Jew, that means you build the temple and worship there. Yeah, it, it's another way to see that there will be a sharing arrangement there because all religions will be welcomed and all will be respected based upon what that says. And remember, the Peace to Prosperity document is what the Abraham Accord blossomed into. Mm-hmm. So that's in the Abraham Accord. So it, it was it was processed, it was put there, it was agreed upon by those other Arab nations because they had the same document and you know you can go and anybody can go and look that up for themselves and they can find that it was on page 5 no page 16 of section 5 right and so you can go there look up page uh, right. 16 of section 5 and you can find that for yourself um, so the, the very last one let's hit that and then we can do the phones real quick number 5 the issue of control over Jerusalem will remain unresolved consequently its status will be put off until later, right. and that apparently could mean that's seven years later. Yeah, and one of the older articles that I was reading about this very thing, talking about dividing Jerusalem, when, when they were talking about uh, the peace for prosperity, they said we, we could look at it uh, as you know far down the road as five years. 
So we're talking seven because that's what Scripture says. We know at the end of that final seven years, they may want to revisit it at five, but Israel will be able to hang on to Jerusalem until the Battle of Armageddon. And Zechariah 14, 1 and 2 tells us that. So that's how we know that it will last all the way up to the Battle of Armageddon. Israel will control Jerusalem. But that will be something that they want to argue and fight about. And this is why people think the Pope is the Antichrist, because that deal he signed was a seven-year deal? Is that why? That's why. Yeah, and they think that deal was the final seven-year deal. And but it, it was, didn't have all these other points? Or no, even it had to do with green earth and all that stuff. So, yeah. So these things are in Scripture, and we've got them broke down for you. All right. Well, all right. there they are. Mm-hmm. It's time to get to the phones. Uh, you may be able to get in if you call now. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We're going to go to Washington first. Joel is watching there. Joel, welcome to the End Time Show. Hey, thank you. I appreciate what you guys do. I just want to start by saying Christ is King. Um, I have my own theory, and please don't take this as blasphemous, but I think Jesus put a lot of things in plain sight. So you have the Bible is Big Mike and Barry, the two bulls from Chicago. I don't know if anybody's seen The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. The key to the universe lies in 42. There's 42 degrees in a rainbow. It's the reign of B.O. Barack Obama. Okay. Is that blasphemous of me to say? What, what are you saying about Barack Obama? That I think he's the Antichrist. There if you, you look go. at Luke 10, 18 <laughs> in the Hebrew, it says, I beheld Satan as Barack Obama in the Hebrew. All right. And I just don't think that's covered enough anywhere. I, I don't think it's blasphemous. We have done a show, Is Barack Obama the Antichrist? And we I did discuss have, that. Yeah, so, yeah. interesting point. No, I just mean interpreting the Bible as the, the Bible. It's the bisexual bull from Chicago, and they're planning on attacking us and going to their bisexual den underneath Denver. Oh, my. All righty. Well, thank you for that perspective, Joel. Yeah, God bless you. you. We're going to go to Utah now. Marianne is that watching there. That may be blasphemous. That, that part may be, yeah. Uh, Marianne, welcome to the End Time Show. Hi, how are you? We're well, how are you? How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I got to thinking about, I wish Trump could have been able to finish our work, not just his, our work, but then when we have to go to Hyden Biden (laughs) to, uh, with all of his alphabetical, W-E-F alphabetical letters that follow his name, then I actually think that he ought to be named the Grand Poobar of P- the PU. And if everybody doesn't know what the PU is, it means it stinks. <laughs> oh, that's a great analogy there. <laughs> well, like you know, I just, I, just, I just hate what's happening going on, seeing Trump go to where he is and, you know, just hiding Biden, yeah. hiding behind, hiding his stuff. Yeah. But it'll come out. Well, you know, Marianne, sometimes God slows things down because it's not yet time for it to be completely fulfilled. And and so a lot of times when I look at what's going on in the world, I think, okay, well, this is God putting the brakes on things. We've seen it happen many times. Uh, you know, we were so close to uh, what we thought might be a peace agreement with those Oslo Accords when President right. Clinton was in office and then God slammed on the brakes. And so uh, it, we we are getting a whole lot closer. So we we appreciate your perspective on it. That was a great analogy and it made me smile and I appreciate it. <laughs> well, I <that>. hope so. <laughs> Thanks, Marianne. God bless you. Appreciate it when you call. We're going to Tennessee now. John's watching there. John, welcome to the End Time Show. Good afternoon. I think that there's a good chance 
that there's going to be a lot of uh, heavy-duty United States interest in putting this so-called peace plan with the, the Saudis normalizing relationships with Israel together. I doubt that they'll worry too much about the Jews and their temple, but I still think they'll try to get it together because uh, our current administrator-in-chief uh, requires that there be something good going on in his situation to, that he can try to use against his opponent. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, We'll see. Hey, God's going to put whoever in control that he wants to put in control. That's right. And uh, I think that uh, we'll probably have our eyes open and watch some good stuff going on. (laughs) Amen to that, John. Vince, don't feel so bad for going retro with the members-only jacket. By the way, that does look exactly like a members-only jacket. (laughs) Don't feel so bad about going retro because if you look at your partner over there, his jacket would easily have appeared on Johnny Carson back then. No in doubt. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So you're both in a retro. Well, like yeah, if, doing a Johnny if, Carson if show. If today. I had some white shoes on right now. Who says and, you and don't? Some, and some slacks that match this jacket, I would be styling some Johnny Carson vibes. Oh, well. <laughs> you guys are too young to you know worry about bringing <laughs> clothes back in those years. Right. I was right. born in the 80s, so just kind of representing, you know. <laughs> what? What's that? You were born in the 80s? I was born in the 80s, so just kind of representing that decade. you're allowed to come on TV at that young age. Right. <laughs> well, John, we love I, it when you call, so we appreciate it I very much. I never had those kind of problems when I was a kid growing up. Yeah. The biggest thing we had to worry about was outrunning the Tyrannosauruses to the water hole. No. Oh, my. In your covered wagon. <laughs> All right, John. Later. We're out of time. You, Thank you so much. We love it when you call, John. Doug? Yeah. Uh, we got a minute left. What do we tell people to wrap this show up? There's five things we've went through them. Yeah, everybody, we're there. We're you, close. You really need to keep your eye on this situation with Saudi Arabia signing this peace deal and just follow it, uh, keep up with it because this could be a big deal. We just need to keep watching it and see what happens. It's lining up with Bible prophecy, folks, and we know that it's going to come to pass because it's in the Word of God. You know, Doug, I don't know how Johnny Carson signed off his shows, but if I did, I would have just done it. But It would have been great. You know, maybe yeah. maybe tomorrow. But, hey, tomorrow we're going to be talking about FedCoin, FedNow, BRICS, digital currency. We've got a special guest joining us to help explain some of those things um, from a very high-level perspective, so you don't want to miss tomorrow's show. Uh, we'll see you here then, and don't forget to go to watch.endtime.com and endtime.com to participate in thousands of hours of content. It's available to you for totally free because of awesome partners that we have that give at endtime.com slash give. So become one of them. See you here tomorrow.